Welcome to Heart Church. We believe the gospel has the power to change your whole life, all your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. Hallelujah. God bless you. Thank you. You may be seated. I think everybody who's um, made it to church today is worthy of a double blessing. You've battled the elements. You have got through the, the snow. And uh, I was saying in the, uh, the first service, um, you know, it's amazing, like, how we always fall as a part of the seams with a bit of snow. Do you know what I mean? It's like, we've, what's this? What's, what's this white stuff? I, it's, not like it, it's not like we see it every year, you know. But uh, anyway, um, it was uh, pretty rough last night and uh, we just thank God for keeping us safe don't we keeping us safe uh, on the roads and um, yeah uh, we're here to to worship God and we uh, we believe that as we come around his word that God's going to speak to us today I hope you come with a sense of expectation um, if you if you come in for just a something to feed your intellect, then maybe that's what you'll leave with. But if you, if you come in with something to feed your spirit, to touch your soul, then I believe you'll leave with that because I believe God will meet you at the point of your expectation. I, uh, I'm speaking today, um, it's a message for today, but I'm speaking into a season that we are in as a church. And... Uh, if you're visiting today, you might not be aware of that, but we are, we're on a bit of a journey. We're, with the help of God, trying to get out of this room, which has been a blessing for many years, but it's kind of restricting us. Uh, and we are leading into the, the, the church that we believe God wants us to be. We're going to uh, go and occupy another space. And some of that is to do with some land that we're selling across the road and all that fall into place and uh, yeah, we are frustratingly close but we trust the Lord. We trust the Lord. He does all things well and, uh, and I think that uh, as I approach these scriptures today, you'll catch something of the flavour of, of the season we're in and the, things, and the things that we're believing for because God is so often doing so much more behind the scenes than He's doing in front of our faces. And that's why I have to trust the Lord with all my heart and lean not on my own understanding. It doesn't say don't have understanding. It just say don't lean on it. Don't, don't rely on it. You know, you need to lean on God. Rely on God. But don't rely and lean on your own understanding because that understanding might lead you astray at the very least. It might distract you from the real purposes of God. So I'm, uh, I'm going to actually speak from some uh, scriptures uh, that the very first time, either the very first time I um, preached uh, from this platform was about 34 years ago. And I preached around these scriptures, the first, message, first time I'd ever preached in my life. And I preached here on a Tuesday night. It was a, those days we used to have Tuesday night Bible studies. And, uh, and, uh, and I preached on a Tuesday night 
Bible study um, and, uh, uh, from these scriptures in Exodus. And, um, and so over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be looking at these scriptures um, from Exodus 13 and Exodus 14. Um, where we break into the story is, is one that even if you don't usually um, go to church, you may have somewhere picked up the story of Moses and how he went to liberate the uh, children of Israel. Um, you, God met him in a burning bush and then there was these 10 plagues that came against Egypt because Moses had gone to Pharaoh and says, let my people go because he wanted to bring them to a place of worship and uh, Pharaoh uh, resisted uh, until the final plague, which was saw the, the death of the firstborn. Uh, the, that's where the, the um, Israelites had put blood on the doorposts and the lintels of their houses, the blood of a lamb. And, uh, and the angel of death passed over those places. But uh, there was grieving and devastation in Egypt and they let the people of Israel go. And that is how we uh, break into the story in the, the book of Exodus. It says, when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the desert road toward the Red Sea. And the Israelites went up out of Egypt ready for battle. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him because Joseph had made the Israelites swear an oath. He had said, God will surely come to your aid, and then you must carry my bones up with you from this place. After leaving Sukkoth, they camped at Etham on the edge of the desert. By day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so that they could travel by day or night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. And then the Lord said to Moses, tell the Israelites to turn back and encamp near Pahirioth between Migdal and the sea and they are to encamp by the sea directly opposite Baal-Zaphon. Pharaoh will think the Israelites are wandering around the land in confusion, hemmed in by the desert, and I will harden Pharaoh's heart and he will pursue them. But I will gain glory for myself through Pharaoh and all his army. And the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So the Israelites did this. Let me pray. Father, we, we thank you that you are a speaking God. You speak to us by your spirit, and Lord, you have laid on my heart a message for these people this day. And yet, marvelously and incredibly, you have taken this message you have laid on my heart and you have tailored it beautifully and intricately for each individual here in the room. Lord, Father, everyone here will hear something slightly different. Everyone here will get their own personal 
message tailored to their own needs, to their own circumstances. Some, some will get a word, some will get a sentence, some will get a whole section, but everybody, I believe, by the power of your spirit, will leave this place with something because that is the, the heart and intention of your spirit, which is to bless. You're a God who loves to bless us. And Father, we believe today that everyone will leave carrying a word with them in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. So I want us to just take a little bit of a walk um, through this scripture. It says that when, when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. You see, sometimes God will take you the long way around. Today I've got, I've got a message for you that is um, hopefully going to really encourage you and also kind of not. You'll know, you'll know what I mean in a minute. It's like, yeah, yeah I get it. It's, gonna, it's really encouraging, but it's also kind of not encouraging. But you'll get what I mean in a minute. So God will take you a long way around. There was a shorter route. And I don't know whether you've ever had one of those experiences. It's like, you know, God, what are you doing? It's like, I can see. I can see that there is a, there is a better way of doing this. I can see another way of, of doing this, uh, you know, and yet God, God, it seems, I don't know whether you can relate to this, but um, God does not seem to uh, worry too much about sticking to my plan, you know, or sticking to what I understand, uh, I, I understood he was going to do. He is on his own mission. Uh, his best one is that he's not bothered about my timeline. You know, he, he will, because when God, when God speaks, then sometimes it looks like he's going to take me from here to there because he spoke to me there. But God's, God's route from here to there will, will kind of, you know, sometimes. Sometimes he'll bring you so close and then he'll seem to go off on another route. But, but, but in the end, if God told you that's where you're going, that's where you're going. You're going to get there. But you, will you trust him with the journey? Some of us, we get so focused on the destination that we forget to enjoy the journey. But the journey is helping us so that, we, so that when we get to the destination, We'll be able to take full advantage of what has been gifted to us because God will use the journey to prepare us. We'll hear a bit more about that in the moment. In the moment. So God took them the long way around because He knew that if He took them the shortcut, they would face some things that they were not able to manage. What did, what did it say there? It said that... that if they, verse 17 says, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. You see, the, these, this was the people of God. They had, they had seen God do some miracles. He'd, they'd seen God uh, send some plagues and God had brought them a mighty deliverance after many centuries, but their faith was fragile. They... 
And the reality was that even with a fragile faith, if they face some things, that the pull of Egypt may have been too much for them. They may have gone back to where they came from because they are facing some things that are some too difficult. They didn't anticipate this. They didn't know that they were going to face this. And now, and now Egypt seems a lot more attractive. Isn't it amazing that some, we, we, we can forget so easily some of the rough things that we've had to pass through. You know, there's, 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 there's nothing quite like the rose-colored spectacles of looking back and, and reflecting on, 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 what has, on what has happened. We, we tend to see things, yeah, in a very uh, <clears throat> glorified way. Nothing, they, they were slaves, they were slaves. I mean, at another point, some of you may remember, they were sitting down moaning and say, you know, didn't we, have eat, didn't we have garlic in Egypt? Didn't we have cucumbers? You know, why are we eating this stuff? You know, God's provided us with this, but that was, that was good, eh? That was good, isn't it? It's amazing how they focused on the cucumbers and the garlic and on their bellies, but they forgot the chains and the whips. That, 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 uh, that was the price they paid for those cucumbers and garlics. See, God knows, God knows what you can handle. Interestingly, and, and this version of the Bible really does a poor job uh, in its, um, in its uh, interpretation of this verse because it says there in, in verse 18 of chapter 14 that so God let the people round by the desert toward the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of Egypt ready for battle. It reads like they were ready for battle, but actually a better translation of that would be dressed for battle because they absolutely weren't, absolutely weren't ready for battle. We know, you see, you can be dressed for battle, but not ready for battle. We know they weren't ready because that's why God took them that route because he knew, he knew that that route would be too much. If he faced an enemy there, they, they would say, you know, forget this, we're going back. But, but, but so they were, they were dressed for battle but they weren't ready for battle. It's not, it's not about the external experiences. It's not about the show that I put on. You know, I know, I know we live in a world that, you know, like fake it till you make it. You know, like just put on the bravado and push back your shoulders and there's nothing wrong with that. There's a place for that. But, but ultimately, it's got to find its way into your heart. It's, it's not just about the show I put on. And, and, and God knew that you can, you, can, you, can put, you can wear all the gear. But if your heart's not in the right place, if your heart's not in it, you're not going to make it. You're not going to stay the journey. It's like you can, you can come to church, Luke, and you can raise your hands and you can sing all the songs and you can go through all the motions. You can look like you're getting it. You can look like, you can look like everybody else, but... If your heart's not in it, you're not going to stay the journey. I know I'm not talking to anyone here because everyone here is fine. But, but you know, there are people who they'll go through the motions. They'll do all the right things, but their hearts are not in it. And God does not look at the external externals. He looks at the heart. So they left dressed for battle, but they weren't ready for battle. And, and, and the other, so the other side is of it, is that the, the, the God led them 
he led them a route that was not the shortcut. He led them a different route because he, 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 he knew they couldn't handle it. And if I say it like this, that means then that we can draw comfort from the fact that if God has allowed us to go into the circumstances, then we can handle it. If, I'm, if I find myself in a set of circumstances, if they're challenging and difficult and overcoming, you know, uh, they feel like overwhelming, then I can know with confidence that if I'm in it and God has allowed me to walk into it, I can handle it. Turn to someone and say, I can handle it. You can handle it. Why can you handle it? Not because I say so, not because you've listened to a sermon, but God loves you too much. He shows us that He loves us too much to lead us into circumstances that are too much for us, that will overwhelm us, that, will, that, 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 that we can't cope with. You know, sometimes we say that. I've said it. People say it. You know, say it's too much for me. It's too much for me. It's too much. I, too much, I can't cope. I'm, you, I, what, the other thing that we say is, I don't, I, I don't know how much more I can take. Now, when we say, I don't know how much more I can take, you, you, you often say it from the, the, the point of view, I'm coming to the end. But actually, the statement is true. You don't know how much more you can take. We don't know. We don't know what we're capable of. We don't know what we can do with God. We don't know. And God will often take us into challenging, difficult circumstances to introduce you to you. To, to show you what you're capable of in God. Now, now do you see the bit where I said it's encouraging, but nah, not, also not encouraging. You know, it's like, because we, we love the God of deliverance, don't we? We love the God of breakthrough. We love the God. We love the God of the answer prayer. We love, we love the God of when I, you know, like and 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 it was fulfilled. And and they arrived and they came through and 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 the money turned up and 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 they were healed. We like we like we like the end of the sentence, but but the problem is it's the journey to the end of the sentence. It's the journey from receiving the promise to getting the answer. That, that is, that's where we can get sidetracked. That we, that's where we, because we, 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 we've actually got an enemy. We've got an adversary who's not working for us. He's working against us. So, so whenever we take a stand in the name of the Lord, we've got to understand that, that God that God is working for us, He's with us, He's for us, but circumstances may look like they're working against us. You know, like we, we put doors on the wall and we paint on the wall and it's all lovely, you know, we, 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 get, the, we get the Word of God on the wall, it's all awesome, you know, behold, you know, I've set before you a, a, an open door that no man can close. It's all, it's all lovely, it's wonderful. Um, you know, we underline it in our Bible. We've got pink highlighter. We've got yellow highlighter. We've got, you know, our biro. We've underlined it. It's all there. It's dated, uh, you know, uh, underlined, asterisk. It's all there. It's all good. But, but at the end of the day, it, it's not just about painting it on your wall and having highlighted in your Bible. Somehow, you've got to be able to face your closed doors and declare to them, I don't know, my God says that you're open. I, 
to my eyes right now, you look closed. I don't know. I can't understand how I'm going to get through this. But I am not relying on me. I'm not relying on my understanding. I'm not relying on what I see. I'm not relying on my senses. I am relying on the Word of God. And the Word of the Lord to me is that door, you look closed, but you're open. In the name of Jesus, you are open. I, I speak to you. I refuse. I'm not talking about living in denial. You know, I'm not like, you know, I'm not talking about them kind of Christians who walk around and say, no, the door's not closed. The door's not closed. The door's not closed. The door's not closed. You see, Abraham, Abraham faced the facts. When we walk in faith, we can't be afraid of the facts. We're not afraid of facts. I can say easily, sure, mm, the door right now looks closed. But my God says, the word of the Lord to me is, and I, I speak truth to my facts. Because God's truth, sometimes God's truth is different to the facts. The fact says the door is closed. The truth says they're open in the name of Jesus. I don't know how that's going to happen. And you know what? That's not my business. My business is to trust in the Lord, to lean on Him, to not rely on my understanding. Why? Because I'm going to get confused along the way if I try and work this out. And I've tried to help God out on numbers of occasions. I've tried to say to God, you know what? Really, I think I could give you a couple of tips on how to get here more quickly. Oh, you're leaving me on my own. That's fine. It's fine. You can leave me on my own. I'll carry on. You know, I like, you know, I like, I, I, there have been times, honestly, I confess, where I thought I knew better than God. Like, I thought, okay, I, I know how this is going to play. I know this, I know this, I, I've got this, I've got this, I know this. And then all of a sudden, instead of it going that way, it goes that way. And it's like, um, sorry, Lord. Um, I mean, obviously you're busy and everything and you've got a lot on, but it seems like there's been a bit of a mistake here. Because I thought you said that, and, but we've got this. And, but God, I think God loves our opinion sometimes. But he doesn't need it, you know. He doesn't, he doesn't need it. So some things, some things take time. How many of you know that some things take time? It's been well said that, that God's delays are not God's denials. You know that, that, that if things are delayed, it's for, a, it's for a reason. I didn't say it was comfortable. I didn't say it was easy. But I'm trusting the Lord. See, if the road is too tough, and, and that's how... You know, God deals with us so tenderly and so lovingly. You know, those of us who are new to the faith, those of us who've recently recommitted our life back to, to Jesus, you know, God knows. God knows what you can handle. God knows. That's why, that's why we encourage ourselves. You know, I've, listen, I've said that. I've literally said it to myself that if I'm in it, I can cope with it because God has allowed it. And he's going he's gonna to give me what I need. He's going to give me. He's going to. In fact, he's already equipped me. And that, the loving God we serve has already equipped you. He's gone ahead of you. What is it? What is it about us as human beings that we can all sit in church or stand in church and sing God has gone ahead and it's all awesome. And oh, I love that song. And, and forget the truth of it. 
God has gone ahead. God, God doesn't look at me in my circumstances and say, oh my goodness, I wasn't expecting this. Um, uh, Gabriel, have you got any suggestions? I don't know because maybe, um, get the flip chart out. Get the, get, the, get the flip chart out. We'll work out a couple of solutions to this. God, that, God isn't in heaven working out a solution to your issue. He knows, He is, He's not only the beginning, he's the, he's the end, He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's got it all worked out. He got it all worked out long before you took your first breath on the planet. He knows exactly. He has got all the days ordained for you are written in His book before, before one of them came to be. God has really gone ahead. He knows you, but will you trust Him? Will you trust Him with that situation right now? Will you trust Him with that frustration right now? Will you trust Him? God loves you too much to lead you into something that you cannot handle. And we read that the Moses took the bones of Joseph with him because Joseph had made the Israelites swear on oath. He had said, God will surely come to your aid and then you must carry my bones up with you from this place. I have to watch myself. If, it, if, I, if I ever get to around Joseph, I find it very difficult to, to hold back because he's been such a powerful inspiration to my life. But I want, I want to say this about him, that, that, that Joseph was somebody who knew how to carry promises. He was somebody who knew how to hold on to the promise of God in the face of difficult circumstances. He, he knew what it was to be promised that he would walk as a king and yet find himself at the bottom of a cistern. He, he knew what it was to, to walk in slavery and, and, to, and to be in prison and to still hold on to the promise that somehow God had gone ahead and made a way for him and that, 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 that somehow he was going to have power and influence that was beyond anything he'd ever managed. Imagine, he, he knew how to carry a promise. I, I love the fact that, that, that he, he was a man who, who not only carried a promise in his generation, but he, he carried a promise that would speak into the generations to come. It, he, he, he was dead, yet he was still speaking. He was dead, but he was still influencing. That, 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 was, that was a man who had not just carried promises in his heart, but those promises had soaked into his bones. He got the, he got the promises of God that had soaked into his bones, that, that his flesh and his blood had, had melted away. But just, just give me his bones. His, his bones are carrying a promise. His bones ingrained in his bones, in his dried up, washed out bones. There's still the promise of God that cried out. Remember, remember that God is faithful. Remember that God is faithful. You see, God had gone ahead. God will send anything ahead. He'll, he'll send some bones ahead. If, if that's all we've got, He'll send bones. He, he will send somebody. He'll send the bones of somebody who once believed. 
He will send His bones to, to, to capture the imagination of a generation of people who had grown up in slavery, who had, who had lost the understanding of who God was and, and what He was able to do. They'd heard about God, but they didn't know God. And so God, God carried Joseph's bones into those circumstances because Joseph was not somebody who just knew about God. He knew God. He knew that God, God will see you through. It doesn't matter how difficult it is. It doesn't matter how challenging it is. Even when it seems like it's all over, my God, the bones will continue to speak. Not just to an individual, but to a nation. God will come to your aid. 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 Why? Why was He able to say it? Why was He able to prophesy it? Why was He able to say, oh, God will surely come. Why? Because He'd, he'd walked as a slave and He knew that God would surely come. Why? Because he'd sat for long years in a prison cell, believing the, the promise of God, and he knew that God would surely come. He held on to the promise. He held on to the promise. And we need some people who know what it is to see God come through with a promise. We need some people who know what it is to see God rise up and, and, and see the fulfillment of a promise to, to speak to a generation who've heard about God, but they don't know God. And they need to see God move in their life. They need to see God move in the life of their marriage. And they need to see God move in the life of their children. Children, they need to. They need to see God. We don't. We don't need just to hear about Him. We need to know Him. We need to experience Him. Numbers twenty-three says, "God is not human that He should lie; not a human being that He should change His mind." Does He speak and then not act? Does He promise and not fulfill? Oh, I don't know who I'm speaking to today, but I know the Spirit of God wants to, me to tell somebody that you, you are, you are in the grip of disappointment, not because disappointment has gripped you, but because you are holding on to it. You are holding on to your disappointment and you are using it as an excuse. And I've come to tell you in the name of Jesus today to let it go. Let go of your disappointment. Stop saying, well, this happened and that happened. And if God was who He said He is, why did that happen? And why did this happen? You need to let all that go because you need to understand you're here, aren't you? You survived. You've been through hell and high water, but you are here and you're still strong and you're still breathing which means that God has a plan for you on His planet. Stop using your disappointment as an excuse. Disappointment has not taken you captive. You are holding onto it and you need to let it go. You need to let it go. You need to let it go and you need to take hold of God. Turn to someone and say, let it go. You'll be prophesying to someone. Let it go. Let go of the disappointment. Joseph's Bones made a prophetic declaration and proved that God had been thinking about this moment for a very long time. 
God had been thinking about this moment for a very long time. You need to know that God has not lost you on His radar. He's not forgotten about you. You have not dropped off His radar. He is not not looking up lost and found, trying to find you. He knows exactly where you are. He knows where you were last night. He knows where you are last week. And and, and you, you, you think that you are just carrying on with your business like God doesn't know anything about it. He knows everything about you. He knows a word before it's even on your tongue. He knows what's running through your mind right now. Never mind whose time you've been, who you've been spending time with. Never mind whose bed you've been in. He knows it all. And I've come to tell you today, He loves you anyway. I'm not saying that He approves of everything. He most certainly does not, but He has, through the cross of Calvary, made a way out from what has taken you captive. And He's he's come to tell you that there is a route to freedom. There is a route to freedom and He comes via the cross. And if you turn your back on your sin and you give your life to Jesus Christ and you stop playing around, then He will give you the life you've always dreamed of. But you've got to make a decision. Stop making excuses. Stop excusing your behaviour and say, well, you know what? This is just the way it is. It's just the way I am. It's 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 just the way things are. No, it's not. God decides. God decides. Come to Him. He'll change your life. The Lord said to Moses, tell the Israelites to turn back. Funny, isn't it, that sometimes He'll take you back to lead you forward. And watch this, He said, He said, uh, Pharaoh will think, Pharaoh will think the Israelites are wandering around the land in confusion, hemmed in by the desert. Pharaoh will think, Pharaoh will think. You see, God will cause people to think certain things. He will, he will, it will cause them to think that it's like this. It, it will look like confusion, but it's actually ordered. It's actually ordained. It's actually planned by God, but they will perceive it as confusion. But it's no, there's never been anything more clear or, or anything more ordered because God has commanded it. God is able to influence the thoughts and perceptions of those who stand against you. Oh, I'm preaching now to somebody. God is able to influence the thoughts and perceptions of those who stand against you. But I've come to tell you, and this is one of those other bits where where it's not that comfortable, but you need to hear it, that God will use your adversary. He will use the one who stands against you. God will use Pharaoh, the Pharaoh who opposes you to prepare you. God had a plan, the Pharaoh who stood against him. God had a plan that that same Pharaoh would bring glory to the name of God because God would use the resistance of Pharaoh to bring glory to his own name. To do with people, to do with situations. I don't know, I need, I need to say to someone today, you don't need to fight for justice. You don't need to fight for justice. I don't know what's happened and I don't know what they said and I don't know what they did. But will you trust the Lord with that? Will you trust 
the Lord with that. Will you lodge that in heaven's court? Will you take that in prayer to heaven's court? Because God is the one who will give justice and it will be the best justice. You know, I remember it's about 10 years ago. Went through a, we ran a church for 10 years in South Africa. I went through a horrendous time. I'm not going to get into that, but I just, I want to, I want to say, because this is so shocking, um, but it actually happened. Find myself in a situation where one of my elders came to my PA and told her to find another job. And you know what he said? He said, because we're taking this church down. Great elder. I mean, what? who thinks that? Who thinks that? Who would say something like that? But that is what was said. And, 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 and you say it's shocking and it's horrendous. And it was, and it was, it's very quick to say and very long to live through. I can tell you that, but, but let me tell you something. I want you, to, I want you to know something. I want you to hear it loud and clear. Because if that man walked in here today, I would shake his hand. I would shake his hand and I would say, thank you. Thank you. Because if you and your friends had not done what you did, I would never have realized who I was. I would never have realized that I could come through something like that. I would say thank you. Thank you for introducing me to me. I didn't know, I had no idea that I could survive that. But that thank you, you showed me. You showed me that what I could do with God is, is beyond anything I imagined. He showed me, He showed me that the devil himself may stand against the church of Jesus Christ, but those, those gates will not prevail. They, they, they cannot overcome. They cannot overwhelm what God, what God has decided. If God says it stands, oh, it stands. It stands. Nothing can stand against what God has established. Nothing will stand in the way of what my God has planned. Oh, Mr. Devil, you better step aside. You should have done what you tried to do before I understood that my God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly more than I can ask or even imagine. Oh, come on, somebody. Give Him some praise this morning. He is able. He is able. He is great. He is mighty. There is nothing that is too much for Him. There is nothing that is beyond Him. Oh, He is able. He is able. He is able. Oh! My God! That pain, that pain, what they said, what they did, oh, I'm not saying, I'm not saying what they did to you was right. I'm not saying that what they did to you was good. I'm not, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that everything that happens to us is good. But what I'm saying to you, that if you love the Lord and according, called according to His purpose, then all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. And I would want to say to you, and I want you to understand well, I didn't just go through that 10 years ago for me. I went through it for you. Because God knew where I was coming. 
and he knew what I was going to be doing. And he knew that he needed to send a man here who knew that no matter what anyone says, no man, no devil in hell can take down the church of Jesus Christ. He needed, he, he, he did something then that was for now. You need to understand there are some things you are facing in your now that are nothing about now. It's all about where you're going. It's about where you're going. It's about what you're going to do. He's trying to stumble you now about where you're going. He's trying to rob you of your faith now. He's trying to wear you out now. He's trying to wear you down now. He's trying to disappoint you now. He's trying to wound your heart now. But it's not about now. It's about where you're going. The fact you're facing what you're facing is the proof that you're carrying something. You're carrying greatness. You're carrying a call. You're carrying something that only God can place on your life. Why else would the devil be working so hard to bring you down? But the devil is a liar because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And in Jesus' name, I will surely overcome. Yes, though I fall, I shall rise. Yes, though I stumble, I shall stand up and I shall walk because I do not walk in my own strength, but I walk with the strength of the Lord. Oh, give him some praise. Give him some praise. Hey, 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 hey. I've got one more. I've got one more thing to say. One more thing to say and then I'm... I'm going to get out of your way. I'm just going to say one more thing. I want, I want you to understand something because when God showed me this, when He showed me about Pharaoh, when He showed me about the power of my adversary, it's, 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 it's okay. It's okay to pray that God will deliver you. It's okay to pray that God will deliver you. But I need you to pray that you will not, God will not deliver you until you've learned everything you need to learn from these circumstances. Oh, I know you want the pain to stop. I know you want it to go away. But the most important thing is that this situation does its full work in you so that you can graduate and walk free out the other side. God reminded me in the first book of Samuel, there's a man called Alcanar who had two wives. Hannah and Penina. Penina was somebody who could bear children. You can go and read it. You can go and read it yourself. She, she, she could bear children, but Hannah, she was barren. She was barren. And it's crazy. It's crazy because in that, in that scripture, 1 Samuel chapter 1, he says this, that, that Alcanar gave Hannah a double portion because he loved her and the Lord had, but the Lord had closed her womb. Because the Lord had closed the womb, Hannah's womb, her rival, watch this, her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. This went on week after week. Mm. This, this went on month after month. Mm. This went on year after year year 
after year. Believing God, trusting God, holding on. Believing God, trusting God, holding on. Having to face, she, this, this woman, Penina, provoked her to the degree that she cried, that Hannah cried. And, and, and you know, it's like, God, how can you let this go on? How can you allow me to face these circumstances? Why do, if you love me, why do you allow me to keep going through this? The pain, the pain and the anguish. The anguish. The anguish. See, there came a point where in anguish, Hannah cried out to God. You say, okay, okay, well, what's, what, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? That the, the anguish Hannah cried out to God. You see, she, somehow the provocation, the irritation brought her to a point where she, she, she just could do nothing else. But in anguish, God, oh, oh, God. Oh, she cried out. She cried out. She cried out. You see, some of that stuff in your life is there not to irritate you, but to get you to call on the name of the Lord. You need to call on the name of the Lord. Why? Why? Because Hannah was was barren. But God heard her prayer. He heard her prayer and she gave birth to a baby but not just to any baby she she gave birth to Samuel a prophet you see there was there was a prophet buried in barrenness oh oh there was a prophet buried in barrenness and the devil wanted that prophet to stay buried in barrenness because he knew that if that if that man ever got out if that man if that, that man ever got out, if that, if that woman of God ever rose up, if she was ever allowed to speak, if she ever got into the room, if that, if that man was ever allowed out, oh, oh, it's all gonna change, but, but there was a prophet, there was a prophet buried in barrenness. But God had to get her to the point, oh, oh, oh God.
come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search Heart Church UK.